So tomorrow is that day that Christians around the world will celebrate, right? We know as the day Jesus Christ was born. In the early years, and I want to give us just a little bit of background. I'm not going to, you know, go into as much detail as, you know, my preparation uh, <laughs> would allow, because that's too much. It's too much. But actually, in the early years of America, uh, Christmas wasn't a very popular holiday. So it wasn't really, you know, and they for different reasons. By the time, you know, Puritans got, it was like, we ain't really doing that. So I, that's why I always, you know, I, you know, I, I, I kind of chuckle to myself when people are like, oh, this country was born on Christian principles. I'm like, what? Where you get that from? It's like, I don't even want to, so where, where you get that from? No. So it's not, it's really a, a more recent, and when I say recent, I mean 20th century uh, invention in terms of how we really understand Christmas, how we typically, traditionally now, we celebrate Christmas. That wasn't how it always was. That wasn't what it was when, you know, way back, you know, in slavery days. That's not what people did. That's not, not at all. Now, and, and part of what happened was that you had writers. Uh, you remember the story uh, about Ebenezer Scrooge, right? How, what's, what's Scrooge about? Scrooge is, uh, you want to go ahead, Carrie, tell what is Scrooge about? That's right. That's the name of the story. It's the Christmas Carol. And yes, Ebenezer Scrooge was very rich, very wealthy, but a very selfish man. You know, he didn't want to share. I mean, he was just doing all kind of crazy stuff right before Christmas. I was like, well, you are really, you know, choosing violence. You know, little Timothy, what do he, he didn't want to help little, little Timothy was sick and you know, yeah, like Tiny Tim. I don't know. It was it was a whole lot of stuff. So so yeah, I'm like, this is this is crazy, Ebenezer. And so he was visited by what three ghosts, the the ghost of Christmas past, the present present and the future. I was like, man, when the Lord gotta come and tell you three times, the first ghost would have got me. The first ghost would have, uh, I'm good. But Scrooge wasn't quite, you know, I was like, okay. So yeah. So stories like the Christmas Carol. And some of the music we listen to, those are the things that help, you know, that help to really shape our understanding of what Christmas is. None of that has anything to do with the Bible, right? You know, that's not, yeah. But when we, it's like, oh, this is about really a lot of things that we got really came from some of the stories we were, we were read as kids about Christmas or some of the music. I know, like you, I uh, enjoyed the song with Three Wise Men. Do you know that we're not three wise men? You know that? They're not three wise men. That was just something made because there were three gifts. They just assumed that the song maker said, oh, it must be three wise men. No. We actually don't know how many wise men there were. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. So a lot of things we believe about Christmas, it's just because of a song you, you know, you sang or something you or whatever you watched on Disney. All right? That is so true. That is it. So I'm not going to ruin Christmas for, for you. I'm not going to give out too many secrets because I know some of you still hold on, and so I don't want to, you know, mess you up. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's okay. We can, yay, Santa Claus. I'm, yeah, you still, you still, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do that to you. 
But I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I said, you know, actually, for the first time in our lifetime, if you know anything about what's going on in the world, Christmas has actually been canceled in Gaza, in Bethlehem. It's actually been canceled because of the war that's going on. So, you know, I know, I know you're like, oh, but it's so what we're doing so many things. But there is some place in the world that said we're we're not gonna do that this year. Things are too bad. Too bad. I know everybody in here, you're familiar with what's happening in Gaza, you know, and I, I think that we all should, you know, take time to reflect on just how blessed we are. Just how blessed that, you know, despite how Christmas may have started in America, it's still not canceled right now. You can still come to church. You, you, you still have the liberty to open up your Bible and to announce and proclaim and declare that Jesus Christ was born. And I believe that. I believe that and not be ashamed. Look at how God has blessed you. You're not in Gaza right now. There's somebody right now living a horrible existence just because of evil in the world. But my God, how he has blessed all of us in this room. So when we come into the church and we sit here and we act like, oh, well, we don't have to do and I can't. And I'm, oh, my goodness. Ooh. Some of y'all, I can't stand too close to, you know, when they talked about, you might get struck down. Remember they used to talk about that? It's like, ooh, you, we can't walk too close together. Because God has been good. And despite the evilness on this land, and I ain't talking, in America, despite this evil, he has spared us. He has spared, yes, God is good. So traditionally, the city of Bethlehem would have parades. They would have all sorts of uh, celebrations leading up to Christmas Day. But as I said, Christmas in Bethlehem is canceled. The story of Jesus' birth is told uh, in the books of Matthew and Luke. Because we're going to come back to Christmas being canceled. We just read the birth account in Luke, and I can tell you that even in Matthew, there are no house decorations or trees. There's no earthly party celebrating his birth. And when the angels told the shepherds, the angels celebrated, but that was it. That was it. It wasn't, you know, I know some of you went to, you know, some office parties, went to some house. I went to a couple of parties last night myself, you know, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. But that's not really how things, how our Christ was ushered in. The heavenlies, they celebrated. But people, not so much, not so much. When we think about what's happening abroad and we think about uh, how Jesus came into the world and who's celebrated and, and what's canceled and what's not canceled. I had a question in my mind and I wondered if war broke out in America and the government canceled all Christmas celebrations, how would you celebrate Jesus Christ being born? 
If the government said, no, 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 Christmas is canceled, just like abroad, right? How would you celebrate? Historians agree that Jesus wasn't really born on the 25th. So when you celebrate, when you gonna celebrate? When you celebrating? Every day? Really? Are we all every? Mm, I don't know. Some of you will. Some of you are very deep. Some of you will be celebrating every day. Every, I don't know. When will you decide? If, if today isn't a day, a good enough day to decide to celebrate, then what day is? What I want to share is that regardless of the actual day, there still needs to be a moment of celebration. Because that's how people, how the world would get us twisted. It's like, oh, well, that's not really what the day he was born on. And, oh, how you believe that? Because he went, I don't care. I, I don't, what that got to do? I don't care. He was born. He was born. He was born. When you understand your faith, your faith can't be shaken by, you know, you know, little, little trivial questions that the world will try to throw at you to get you twisted. And you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe because he wasn't, maybe he was. Uh -uh. He was born. What? What? I don't, he could have been born February 15th. He could have been born June 20th. It matters not to me. What I believe is that he was born. So this account, well, let me, let me go back to the scripture. The scripture calls the birth of Jesus good news. Good news. Now there were shepherds nearby living out in the field, keeping guard over the flock at night. And angels of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were absolutely terrified. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news good news that brings great joy to all people. Today, your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This account from the book of Luke, Luke describes how these shepherds were just working in the field and all of a sudden angels appeared and began telling them about the birth of Jesus and declaring it good news. But Christmas is canceled in Bethlehem. Think about that. So are they not sharing the good news because they can't celebrate? You can't cancel the good news. You can't cancel the, wait, wait, what are we, wait, you can't cancel the good news. You can cancel a parade. You can cancel parties, but you can't cancel the good news. This is what the Bible tells us in Luke 1. We learn four things. The angels announced Jesus' birth. So we know that. What do you know? What do you believe? The angels announced his birth. The second thing we learn, it was good news. It wasn't dread. It wasn't anything to be afraid of. It was good news. 
the third thing, he was born in Bethlehem. So how are you going to cancel something? Uh-uh. That's where he was born. I know he lives. That's what we, the Bible tells me he was born in Bethlehem. And four, the Bible tells me, tells me that he is the Christ. He is Christ. What, so what are we talking? I know it's good news. I know he was born. I know he's Christ. And I know where he was born. So what is all the rest about? What is all the, what is, we know there are things we know. There are things that we follow because we just heard it uh, in a song or in an animated, you know, little story. But then there are things that you know because the word told you. And you have to stand on that. And it's like, I don't follow Christmas based on anything I heard in a, in a song, in a Christmas song. I don't follow uh, Jesus based on anything I saw in a Disney movie. I don't, that's not my Jesus. My Jesus is right here. My Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The word tells me so. He tells me that Jesus was good news. The word tells me so. And the word tells us all if you choose to believe. In the book of Matthew, as I mentioned, you have two accounts of the birth of Jesus, one in the book of Luke, the next in the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew, it's a little different. The book of Matthew says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary, and Joseph had promised to get married. But before they started to live together, it became clear that she was going to have a baby. She became pregnant by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph was faithful to the law, but he did not want to put her to shame in public, so he planned to divorce her quietly. But as Joseph was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. The baby inside her is from the Holy Spirit, she is going to have a son. You must give him the name Jesus. That's because he will save his people from their sins. So from Matthew, we know a few things. Mary was a virgin. Right? That's what the word says. She was engaged to Joseph. That's what the word says. She became pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the word says. An angel appeared to Joseph. That's what, because Joseph was going to be like, you know what, uh, okay, you've been out there tipping. Now, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm not going to marry you. And who had to step in? An angel had to step in. It's like, no, 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 Joseph, don't be so quick. So we know that. And the fourth thing we know, the angel told them what to name the baby boy, and that baby would be our Savior, our Savior. So there are some things that the Word tells us that you don't have to, is it, you know, we don't have to question. If you read the Bible, the Word tells us. So we understand where the story came from, how the story developed. So we're not sitting out here, want, well, this is what I saw on an animated series, or this is what I heard in the song. We have at least eight facts about what the Bible tells us concerning the birth of Jesus. So let's end today, but enter tomorrow celebrating the good news that the angels announce. 
For I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all people. Today your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. Lastly, and I'm wrapping up. You can play softly in the background because I know you all want to get. You're like, oh, I got, I got to get to the mall real quick. Hurry up, Sister Tammy. And that's all right. Lastly, let me say that in Luke, the angel appear to the shepherds. And, and there's something significant. I, I talk about the shepherds uh, because there's something significant, significant about them. The angels appeared to the shepherds, and the shepherds were known uh, to be dirty because the shepherds were in the field, and they smelled bad, and their job wasn't really a popular one. So, you know, think of who, whichever job you can think of now where people kind of smell bad, and, you know, nobody really wants to do that type of work. So that was the shepherd. You know, they were not, you know, particularly, uh, you know, well-educated. You know, that's what they, that part of the population they were a part of. And they also did not particularly believe in God. They weren't people that were like, oh, it was like they weren't really believing in God. In Matthew, if you remember the story of the wise men, they're mentioned, uh, and they're called wise men. But actually, uh, the wise men, there are different names they give them, but we might call them today astrologers. You know? You know, yeah, we can have, these are people who follow the stars. They followed the stars. They looked at the heavens. Also, not particularly following God. So I know we like to use their wise... But if we do some deep stuff, these are people that are not particularly following God, but they follow the stars. And they saw something in the stars. That's what led them to King Herod. They saw something shift. Because if you follow, if you know anything about astrology and people who do that, that's what they follow. So they're not following God, right? They're following stars. They're following things in nature, if you will. So, it is significant that to mark the birth of Christ, it was first announced to two group, groups of people that were not believers in God. Yet both groups, after seeing little Jesus and being in his presence, walked away changed. So, the good news is that if you are wondering if the story of Jesus is anything more than about gifts and parties, I have some good news for you. It's about you. It's about me. The good news is that when he arrived, he came for the least and he came for the highest. He came for the shepherd in the dirt. And he came for the highly educated, following the star, what we identify as the wise. Where you find yourself in that is your business. But understand that you're not too low. And my God, if you think you're that smart, think again. Because he came for you. He came for the highly educated. He came for you that said, I don't need this. I can figure it out my own way. 
he came for you. And he said, oh, I, I, I got it. I, I, I already know the Messiah is here. I'm going to go to. He came for you. He announced it. He revealed it to those two groups first. Where do you find yourself in that? Here is the good news again. And stand to your feet. The good news is that he came for you. The good news is that he doesn't want you to leave here one more day not knowing him. He doesn't want you to leave here one more day thinking that his story came out of a movie script or his story came out of a children's book. But his story came out of the word. It came out of the word. And you got to stand on that. You have to believe on that. Do you believe that Jesus is the good news? If you believe it, clap your hands. I'd like to open up the altar for anyone that, like, that would like prayer. Maybe you don't know that he's the good news. Maybe you're still in doubt. Maybe you think, you know what, I, I, I don't really always believe that. I know what the Bible says. Dr. Henderson, you just read it. I see that. But I'm not really clear. I really am not convinced. And I need help. I need help. I need prayer. Is there anyone that's still wondering, still questioning, still not sure if Jesus is the good news? Is everybody believing Jesus is the good news? I, I don't know. Have you asked your, your young people, do you really believe that Jesus is the good news? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that Jesus is the good news? Do you really believe that? Do you walk on it? Do you stand on it? Do you really believe that he is the good news? That he is your savior? That he is your savior? Let's all pray since we're all in agreement that we believe that. Bow your heads. Lord God, we thank you. Because all are declaring that they believe it. All are declaring, Lord, that they believe that you are the good news. All are declaring, Lord, that you are their savior. Lord God, you see it. You know what's in their heart. Father God, we pray that all those that are in agreement with your word, not in agreement with me, but in agreement with your word. Father God, we pray that you bless them, that you help them to stand strong on what you have shown them, what, what only you could show them, only your Holy Spirit could give them. And so, Father God, we pray even now that you help them to stand, help them to walk, help them to share the gospel, creating them a spirit of discipleship where they want to share the gospel with others, Father God, that they don't want to keep it in, Lord God, but it's so good to them, Lord God, that they can't help but share. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we bless our young people. We thank you on this Youth Sunday. But Lord God, we know there's so much more that you want to do in them. There's so much more, so much higher, the levels higher you want to take them in you. This is only the beginning. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for being the good news. We thank you, Lord God, for showing yourself strong. We thank you, Lord God, for showing up in the gifts and abilities of our young people. 
We thank you, Lord God, for another Christmas season as we enter in on tomorrow, Lord God, blessing your name, not looking at decorations, not worrying about those things, but instead, Lord God, focusing on you, your son, Jesus, as our good news. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise for good news. Good news. We live in a world that's full of chaos and craziness, devastation, disappointment, frustration. But isn't it good to know that at the end of the day, the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. And for unto us, a child is born. And fond us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called, what? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Isn't that some good news? Come on, thank God. Come on, let's praise God for the good news. We'd never like to close our church service without giving you an opportunity to join. Dr. Tammy's already extended the invitation to Christmas Discipleship. But I don't know, maybe this is your Sunday, Christmas Eve, Sunday, that you want to be a part, come and be a part of our fellowship. Amen. As often, we oftentimes say, I would love to be your pastor. Is there anyone that would like to be a part of New Calvary Life Church and Ministries? God bless you. Amen. Anyone? Well, come on, let's give God a hand clap. Let's give these young people a hand. All of them, amen. And Sister Simone, I don't know if I was the closest to you, but I felt that anointing, good God of my, ooh, I was trying to hide because I was, the Spirit of the Lord came on me. I felt the presence of the Lord coming from that anointed voice. Oh, Lamb of God. Oh, I don't, did y'all, anybody else, did anybody else feel the presence of the Lord? Well, 